Sal Barry. Art Ross was a great scorer back in the day when goalies didn't fall down to make saves. And Tim Parrish. Brett Burns' beard needs to have an award named after him. Yeah, Brett Burns Beard Award. I think they should go to somebody. We're going into ridiculousness over here. Going off the rails. This is the Puck Junk Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Puck Junk Podcast. Sal Barry here at Puck Junk on Twitter, along with Tim, the real DFG on Twitter. And today we're going to talk about a whole bunch of hockey goodness. Uh, last week, the uh, Las Vegas team finally unveiled their name and their logo. An NHL coach was fired. Uh, uh, one of the hockey blogs have been making a push for an unlikely all-star. Uh, and uh, some other stuff. We'll probably talk about some, some cards, too. Tim, how are you today? Fantastic. Oh, yeah. What's what's the latest and the greatest with you? Uh, you know, just coming off a long holiday weekend, ready to get back into the grind, so... So did you watch uh did you watch any hockey? I was able me being underemployed, I was able to enjoy a lot of hockey this weekend, including that uh that Friday showdown where they had the uh the Flyers versus the Rangers at noon and dude, I literally watched hockey for like eleven hours straight. It was awesome. That's sweet. Oh I man. Had, I didn't have the same luxury because I was chasing kids and Family members and people, pretty much all week. Just say, so. just say you were adulting. We get it. Adulting. Adulting. Yeah. I hate that word. Yeah. I hate that word because it's Unfortunately, always. Unfortunately, that's how I spend most of my life. Really? Yeah. Yep. I, I didn't have, I didn't have to do that, any of that, and I, because uh, I don't have kids, and I didn't have any shopping or anything. So, I mean, I just literally watched a hockey game, and then another hockey game, and then another hockey game, and then another hockey game. And then I kept playing my um, Top Skate app. Uh, they had this uh, Friday. Uh, they had a couple of different things for Friday. One was called the Weekly Showdown, and the other one was for like the um, one was for like the Rangers Flyers game. And I didn't touch that one because you could only use Rangers and Flyers cards. And then they were trying to sell you like special boost cards that would cost like a lot of money to get, or a lot of coins, I should say, which can cost a lot of money. So I declined that one, but then the other one was for like the whole day, and like there were like all these different special cards that you could get that said like weekly showdown, and I ended up uh, placing fiftieth. I forgot how many people were in it, but like so I got like a special Connor McDavid card, and then I got like a special Tyler Sagan card. So uh, it was it was kind of fun because I won, or well I didn't win, but I I placed high enough to get some special cards. Uh, you've That's been cool. you've been messing with the app lately. Yeah, I do the you know the regular basic uh, competitions mm-hmm. each day, but I don't I don't get in a, into any of the uh, coin based competitions because those are that's too rich for my blood. You know, I used to think the same way, but then when I broke down and started buying some of the silver cards, I I had enough good cards that I could actually make it worth. Uh, I mean, worth a shot, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I think... You gotta have money to make money. Yeah, but then at the same time, I mean, you get you get the coins every day. So you could, I mean, you get 10,000 coins a day, so you could join those two uh, fantasy games where you have to buy in. Could. Or I could buy, like, I don't know, I think I bought, like, 14, 14 boost packs over the weekend. 
Oh yeah. Didn't get any of the boost. Didn't get any of the boost cards, but I got a bunch of bunch of the parallel greens that mm-hmm. I needed mm-hmm. to complete some of my some of my team sets. But that's about it. Oh. I'm 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 unexciting on skate. So you're you're. It's funny because like two months ago you were explaining to me you were like, oh dude, or two months, month and a half, you were like, oh dude, uh, yeah, you know this is how you play the fantasy app uh, aspect of that. And and now I'm like the one who's like really embraced that. And you're kind of more like, eh, I'm just going to collect the cards and life is good. Well, like I said, I do the free ones every day. And, you know, the one where you only get to, uh, like three, three switches or three plays to change players out. Mm-hmm. That one's kind of, that one gets kind of annoying. But uh, the, the unlimited one, I'm always... I'm usually always in that, looking for the early game, middle game, late game kind of mm-hmm, thing, and fixing mm-hmm. those up. So, I haven't placed very well. I think the best I did was like top two hundred once. So. Okay, and you still get uh, you right. still get a pack of cards. I mean, yeah, they're base, but it's all right. Well, no, but I'd you rather, can... I'd rather place lower and actually get the five hundred coins. I, you know, and for a while I was doing that. For a while I was doing that and getting the 500 coins. And, like, I had it all figured out where what I was doing was I was getting 500 coins a day from each one. And then, so that was like 1,000 a day, so times 7, that's 7,000. And then the 10,000 a day for six days and then 25,000 on the seventh day. So I'd get all these coins and then I would just basically spend them on a Wednesday to try to get all the three stars of the week. I find that, like... Unless you're going to throw a lot of money into this game, and you you called it a money pit when we first started talking about it, unless you throw a lot of money into it, you kind of have to prioritize. Are you going to collect the cards, or are you going to go into the fantasy aspect of it? Because it's it's possible to do both, but if you're trying to limit yourself, it, it it's kind of impossible. Like you can like right yeah, now, it's possible to do both, but if you want to really compete, you got to be able to fork out the money for the better cards you know the which what, i've the done silvers are what like 10 times silvers are five golds are 10 and blacks are Gold four ten. so it gets a little and here's where it gets a little dicey like um you can get this okay so you know how you you know two whites makes a green two greens makes a red two reds make a blue etc 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 once you get to black if I remember correctly, then you need three blacks to get a silver and three silvers to get a gold. So it starts to get really hard because you have to get a lot of the same card or or trade for a lot of the same card to get enough to make a silver or even to make a black, just, you know, two whites, you know, two green, you know, whatever. So, um, I, I find that like, um, the re- the reason are you talking about the exchange rate or you the exchange rate the when general... you meld the cards. Okay. So, okay. like, I, I mean, for instance, like I, I, you know, like a, who was it? Dustin Bufflin, right? Like, I, I think I have an orange Dustin Bufflin now, and that's only because I was able to get two blues, which I was able to get with four reds, which I was able to get with eight greens, which I was able to get with sixteen whites, or any combination thereof. And I, I think that's what I mean about like. It's good to do one or the other. Like, I've pretty much backed off on trying to get all those uh, award cards. I got you. Because uh, why go for them if, you know, like, if somebody says to me, 
hey, I really want your Rob Scuderi red card. And I'm like, well, Rob Scuderi hasn't played a game, you know, hasn't played in a while, right? But then if I say, oh, but that's the only ver- that's the only red Rob Scuderi that I have, then I mean, I might be, which is fine because I mean, collect what you like, do what you like. But if somebody says, hey, I'll give you this Patrick Kane red card, well, I know that Kane's almost guaranteed a point a game. So if he gives me a red Kane, then I could turn around and then upgrade that into a blue card and then upgrade that into an orange card, then all of a sudden I've just made myself that much stronger in the fantasy game. Do you see what I mean? Yep. So that's why you have to, like, why I say you have to prioritize, because unless you just spend a lot of money and you have a lot of everything, I mean, eventually you can have every card, I guess. The chase cards is another story, though. I mean, especially with those limited ones that are, like, limited to the player's jersey number or some nonsense. I talked to a guy. I think I told you this before. I talked to a guy that said, he claimed this, and I have no reason to not believe him. He spent almost $16,000 on Topps Bunt. And I thought to myself... That is insane. Like, that's... That's like what I owe on my car. <laughs> it's $16,000 for an app on your phone of for, of fake cards that you can't touch. Yeah. And are basically not worth anything. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, even... I mean, even with real sports cards, you can like burn them if the, you know if, if you're cold and you need heat. Yeah, right? I mean, even even sixteen thousand dollars on real cards is ridiculous crazy in my mind. Yeah, if you've spent that over the period of like a year or even two years, I mean, I've done my fair share of, of blowing lots and lots of money, but sixteen thousand dollars in a short amount of time on something like that blows my mind. On a digital Whatever. app, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I think that's that's part of the problem is that with other things, there were checks and balances. Like, I mean, I think as kids, we would go to the shop and we were either limited by the amount of money in our pocket or to a lesser extent, how many cards were available to us. I mean, it's like, you know, if you went to the store and they didn't have any hockey cards, well, you didn't buy any hockey cards, right? Now with the, everything being right. digital, you can. You just hook it up to your PayPal. Your PayPal's hooked up to your checking account. Your uh Payroll is direct deposit. There you go. Yeah. It's virtual virtual money, virtual cards. So we haven't gotten a virtual card yet of the Vegas Golden Knights, which uh, yes. which is a thing now. I'm glad that we could stop speculating. Now if we can only get all the pundits and journalists and bloggers to stop speculating about who's going to get lost in the expansion draft, I don't care. It will just happen. Everybody wants to do a mock draft. I get it. I like fantasy sports. We do mock drafts and fantasy sports or real whatever. But like everybody wants to speculate, and I'm just sick of it because it's not going to happen the way people think it's going to. A lot of trades oh. will happen by then, and then. Uh... Actually, well, that's the thing. If, if you're sick of it now, and it's only November twenty eighth, imagine how sick of it you're going to be come June of next year. Well, real quick, let that's me, all you're going to hear about. Let me hit you with a quick fantasy or a quick expansion draft. Uh, I've been doing a lot of ex- research for an article I'm putting together about the expansion, various expansion drafts over the years. Um, who was probably the most high-profile goaltender? Uh, we'll say in modern history, 
So just say in the expansion drafts from the 90s, who was the most high-profile goaltender to get picked by a team, by an expansion team? Uh, that I'm going to say John Van Beesbrook. Right, and who was he picked from? He went, didn't he go from the Rangers to Florida? Is that what it was? Common misconception. You would think that. He went from the Rangers to the Canucks because the Canucks didn't want to lose Kirk McLean and they didn't want to lose. Uh, okay. um, I'm trying to think who their, their, was it Kay Whitmore was, I think, their backup. And they didn't want to lose those guys. So they, they put. Um, they put Van Beesbrook. So they basically traded the Rangers for a goaltender to lose because they were pretty solid in net. But look at a team that sucked, right? Just think of like a team circa 1993 that had terrible goaltending. If they had gotten Van Beesbrook, that would have been the goalie that they protected in the expansion draft, right? You would think. Most likely, right. So that was actually really odd that he ended up on an expansion team, but it seemed like all the teams seemed to have one goaltender that they really liked, um, ex- right. except for actually the, the Senators and the Lightning, but they, they kind of got boned. Um, and I don't want to get into that whole thing because that was kind of convoluted because then they, they actually participated in the 93 expansion draft. But that's the thing. So everybody's like, oh, Mark andre Fleury is going to be on the Las Vegas team. No, you don't know that. He might end up in Carolina, and Carolina might say, hey, we, we can now we can shed Cam Ward. And he very may very well end up nowhere because Dallas. he still has a no trade clause, and that's what people keep forgetting. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. So then they have that, to they have to use well, that goes away. That's that's a big leap to to get past in order to leave him unprotected. Which there's no way that franchise is not going to get their money's worth out of Marc Andre Fleury. So I'm tired of people talking. So that I will agree with you. All I'm right. The whole Flurry-Murray debate. Who do you keep? Who do you get rid of? If those are the only two high-profile goalies that see this argument from now until then, ugh, it's just, it's, I'm tired. I'm, that I am tired of. I will agree with you there. Okay, that's cool. So what do you think of their logo? I like the logo. It's very slick and simple. I thought, I was hoping they weren't going to go for something ridiculous over the top and... Or something convoluted and weird looking. So, just that main night night logo of the helmet and everything. Uh, um, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. I did see another one though too. It had like a shield and some crossed. I think they were arrows or mm-hmm. something like that, or swords maybe, or, or spears or something. That I guess it was an alternate logo. I think they might have been swords. But to me, they both look kind of. If they're gonna go with the whole knights theme, mm-hmm. they kind of look like. Logo, sort of. So I, I'm not saying there's a conspiracy there, but you know, you mm-hmm. never know. Actually, the helmet itself—if you really look—it looks more like a, uh, like the uh, what do you call them? Like a like a Spartan helmet rather than a knight helmet. It does, yeah. But I think they were really trying to get that V shape in there. Well, that's exactly it. They put the V in there for Vegas. What do you think about the fact that they they're just called the Vegas Knights? They drop loss as part of the name. It's like it's not even included in any of their advertising or logos or anything. Well, it's just Vegas Knights. I, I don't know. I think they just wanted to be the Vegas Knights. I think that's what they really just wanted to be, like because it just sounds cool. I guess. Um, 
I mean, I know well, he wanted most to... Most people refer to it as Vegas anyway, so... Right, right. I mean, for a little while, I mean, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, I believe people called them the Tampa Lightning, and then, like, Tampa Bay, like, Bay went away for a little while, and then it came back, if I remember. I, I should ask Justin. He would he would be the expert on that. Yeah, I can't speak to that, but I was thinking more like, like so you have Los Angeles. What if people stop saying Los Angeles, just said Angeles? That doesn't make any sense. doesn't sound cool. Yeah, but yeah, Vegas Golden Knights. I like it. I mean, I think Bill Foley wanted Black Knights, but he was having a problem with the military actually making that work. So Golden Knights, I think it's pretty good. I like the team colors. I like the logos. They could have made it work. They could have made it work because, I mean, hell, I mean, you have like uh, Oilers in football and in hockey, right? And you have Panthers in football and in hockey, right? I think the problem was more with the like the naming the naming rights thing mm-hmm. with that black knights and different military insignia and look stuff cuz he's got a huge background with with the military so right. that's why he wanted to kind of keep it that way but you know here it is you know a lot of times you throw down okay we're going to have a we're going to have a new team so let's leave it up to the general public to pick up from these four or five names mm-hmm. fully fully picked this one himself so hey if you buy an NHL team you should people hate it it's should, on him you should get to name so, it Right? I agree. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, uh, the guy. I think they've done everything that they've needed to do. I think they've done the right way so far. So uh, I like. Except I like for the whole. logo unveiling. Well. That was ridiculous. Did you watch that? And it was kind of. It's one of those things where you watch that and you're just like, this is very cliche. It almost makes you think. A brand new team. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, they can't even get the video to play correctly. There's problems. Uh, typical. It's gonna so, wait. I, I was reminded of the uh, not that I was old enough to remember this when it happened, but in uh, but I had a teacher who made us watch this because it of historical significance. The 1980 Democratic National Convention where Jimmy Carter was running for re-election, and they're at the end they want to do the balloon drop, and the balloons don't drop. Like, and the camera looks up, and you see, like, the net of the balloons, and you see it's, like, kind of, like, halfway, like, tilted, like, but the balloons aren't falling down, and it was just, like, ridiculous, because, like, the band, uh, the band music is playing, but, like, no balloons are dropping, and everybody's looking up at this net, like, anticipating for, like, the balloons to drop, and that's kind of what I felt like when I watched this uh, press conference, when it was, like, insert logo here, and I'm like, for real? Like, I thought it was a joke at first, like, like... Where they, like, pretend to, like, it pretends to malfunction, and then, I don't know, something else happens, and then, whatever, you know. But, anyway, yeah, so it was it was a little silly. It was a little over the top. I, I was actually, like, I was like, please don't make this another LeBron James the decision, you know, where it's, like, a half an hour before we find out what what the team name is. It's like, it's like when, uh, it's like when my friends, uh, my friend was having a baby and his wife made this whole big deal about whether it was going to be a boy or a girl. And, and they had to have like this whole party where they announced if it was, Oh, I guess that would have been like the baby shower, but it was like, they made like a whole thing of it. where like, they weren't saying, they weren't saying if it was a boy or a girl. And the only way was like, 
they were going to cut into the cake and if there was like red fi- if it was red filling it was going to be a girl if it was blue filling it was going to be a boy and i wanted to be an a-hole and say what if it's purple filling right but i wasn't going to ruin their day right but i mean that's kind of like what i feel like oh well those, you know we're those are popular now i know those, i those parties are popular now gender unveiling parties <sighs> they're everywhere yeah we have we have a friend that did it they had their twins they had they were opening a box in the box and when they pulled open the box balloons would fly out and if they were pink they were one they were girl if it was blue it was a boy and they opened the box and it was both pink and blue because they were having twins oh so it was a boy and a girl i so. see yeah well yeah, yeah i guess that makes sense so so that's a popular thing yeah i i guess and it, with hockey team naming too i guess it is uh, i guess it could have been it could have been a giant cake or something well, I, li- I like the uh, the comments that uh, Foley made on why he chose the Golden Knights. I think he was talking about, you know, knights are the defenders of the realm and protectors of those who can't protect themselves. And he's like, they're the elite warrior class. I was like, that's pretty cool. Dude, so, you're no, dude, because your team is going to be 20 and 60 next season. So don't give us all this spiel about can't protect the protect those who can't protect themselves and 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 warriors and stuff. You think so? Yeah, probably cuz the rules are better. The rules are better for them in the draft. They're going to end up with some pretty decent talent and I mean, just like any team anymore, they want to build from within the organization. They still get preferential picks in the regular expansion draft, too. Mm-hmm. So you never know. They may land one or two guys that are NHL ready. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team right out, out of the gate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is a league of parity anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no, they might not make the playoffs, and I think that's okay. I think I think people have a tolerance for expansion teams uh, the first couple of seasons. They're just excited to be a part of something and to, to see the team on the way up. Um, You know, except for the people in Colorado who just had it all handed to them on a platter. Well, and they really need to, yeah, that's true, but they really need to hit the ground running for this because this is the first sports franchise in any of the leagues professional wise to be in Las Vegas. And, you know, like I, We've, as many times as we talked about this, I've said Vegas is very transient. You don't have a lot of native Vegas people there, and the people that do live there, you know, it's it's one of those things where they live and work majority in one of those entertainment, you know, bing, bang, boom industries right there. Now you have a professional sports team that's going to be there all the time. Mm-hmm. And has to put butts in chairs, mm-hmm. and in order to be viable, so it's it's going to be important for them to be successful right away to to get those ticket sales, to get the people in the seats, to get people watching the game and get excited about it. And you know, hopefully, hopefully it won't go bad. That's that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, because what this week or last week, the uh, the Oakland Raiders signed a deal with the state of Nevada for a. a uh, for for a stadium to be built, I think I read. Oh, so potentially the Raiders are going to be moving to to Vegas also. So there'll be a football team there too. Hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how this impacts the economy and impacts the whole social aspect of everything. You know, um, it it's going to turn Vegas hopefully into more of a place people think of as hey, let's go there because there's this convention there. Mm-hmm. Let's go. 
let's go have our 12 minute wedding ceremony. And, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. It's going to be something people go, Hey, let's go to Vegas and watch a hockey game. Right. Especially people visiting from other places or time it so they can go there and buy tickets to a game where their team from their home city that they're a fan of is playing mm-hmm. maybe in Vegas. Yeah. So it'll be fun. I, uh, I haven't, um, I haven't really thought too much about that. I'm, uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to remember the the jersey color. They're what, like blue? Is it? No, blue is not one of the colors. It's black, silver, and uh, gold. Black. Okay, I would have gone with like they, they initially announced that it was blue, but it's not blue. Yeah, I would have gone with track. like a midnight blue. I thought that would have been really cool. Yeah, it's that. It's black and that dark silver, mm-hmm. silver color and gold. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of red in that other logo, so. Yeah, um, I don't. Kind of like the uh, the alternate ducks jerseys, the ones that are black and gold mm-hmm. with the red outline around everything. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. I. Uh... So, I'll be interested to see who they make their coach. That's what I want to see because there's definitely one on the market now. Oh yeah, let's uh, let's talk about uh, good old uh, Gerard Gallant. Gallant the Gallant. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I no, actually... No, gonna, huh? Well, go ahead. I was going to say, I watched that game. I watched his, that game. I watched his last game, and I didn't realize it. I was, you know, like I said, it was my weekend of... Neither did he. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, I was I was watching the game. I was watching the, the Hurricanes um, broadcast of the game, and I like to... So, so Jim Howard, the guy who sometimes writes for Puck Junk, and he, you know, write wrote the theme song for our for our podcast. He's a Canes uh, ticket holder, season ticket holder, and he's at the game. So I'm I'm texting him, I'm annoying him, not annoying him, I'm teasing him about you know the 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 Hurricanes because you know their their season is like join the Red Revolution is what they're calling this season. So I'm teasing them about that because they just have like, you know, that's just such a silly saying, join the Red Revolution, right? But we're watching this, I'm watching this game from home and I'm texting, you know, Jim, who's at the game. And um, the Panthers go up two to nothing in the first period. Although I'll point out that Yager, sneaky little bugger, um, he interfered with the goalie on both of those goals and, and didn't get called on either of them and didn't get challenged on either of them. So maybe they weren't the most legit goals. Um, the first one, he put his stick in between the legs of Michael Layton as he was trying to move across the crease and he wasn't able to get a good push. And so that goal went in. Um, that purely shot went in. accidental. What's that? Yeah. Purely accidental. No, no, no. Sneaky. And then the other one that was actually really good but also really sneaky was, like, the shot hit Michael Layton in the chest, and it went up, and he was going to get his glove on it. And Yager gave his glove just a little tap, and then the puck went over his glove and fell and went into the net. And again, totally got away with that. And I was just like, wow, I mean, way to go, Yaramir. You, just, you know, when you play in the league for 20-something years, you, you you know what you can get away with or you know how far you can push things. But uh, in the end, I was glad to see Michael Layton get a win in his first start in since actually my birthday in 2013 was his last start. And he came in relief last year. He was not for the Blackhawks. He was on the bench a lot. I was like, come on Q, give him a start. Give him one start. I mean, the guy set a freaking record in the AHL last year. 
give him a freaking start. Don't just make him sit on the bench. Especially because he had that cool mask with the minions painted on it. But uh, no, he didn't. He didn't get the start in uh, Chicago, but he got one in in, in Carolina and. Carolina hung on for uh, and got a 3-2 win, and then Gerard Gallant got fired. Yeah, so... <clears throat> I, all right. I'm not going to be like Doug McLean was and like go on a Twitter rant that's like 17 tweets. Much he wants to destroy everybody in the Florida organization. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go that extreme. I I don't like that at all. I mean, how, how do you just – okay, how do you justify it? I know what the team is saying. I know the statements that have been made about why and everything else. But here's a team, wins their division. No, this is Gallant as the head coach, mm-hmm. right? They win their division last year. That which is no easy task in and of itself, but they win the division. They have the best record in fran- in the whole franchise history with 103 wins. Mm-hmm. Right? Never, never duplicated that. They lose to the Islanders in the playoffs, so they didn't you know perform like they could have in the playoffs. But let's be honest here: you watch the you, if you watched any of those playoff games, the Islanders rode the coattails of John Tavares and Tom Grice. Mm-hmm. Period. Grice played like lights out hockey in the net. So if Halak would have been in there, who knows? I don't even know who they if they even had a third guy then. Was Barubi on the team last year? He did play seven. Made... JF Barubi, and we'll get to him in a minute because there's a really interesting yeah. developing story but with I mean, that. But yeah, he was on the. He played seven games last year for them. But still, take those guys out of the equation and four series easily. I mean, so so what do you, so what do you do at the end of the season? So we get rid of half the team, namely Kulikov and Goodbranson, right on defense because. We don't want big guys anymore. We want speed because everybody's going to take that road of the Penguins won the Stanley Cup because they're fast. So let's be fast. And I'm sick and tired of hearing it because this is a copycat league, but that's all you hear coaches say. We want to be fast, 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 and that's how we're going to win. I understand that, but again, that's one of those things that I'm just, I think is a cop-out thing to anything, but but whatever. That's a different story entirely. So Kulikov's gone. Cabranson's gone. You bring in Yandel and Demers. You pay them a bunch of money. It's, it's kind of ridiculous, but they're more offensive type guys than anything else. Mm-hmm. You take Dale Talon, who's one of the probably one of the best GMs in hockey, hands down. You take him out of a, a hockey operations role and you make him go upstairs as a promotion to president of the comp, of of the organization. Now, 22 games into the new season, you're still above 500. You're 11, 10, and 1. You're fifth in your division, and you fire your coach, who was the runner-up for the Jack Adams Trophy less than five, six months ago. And you're going to replace him with Tom Rowe, which no dig on Tom Rowe, but he has zero, zero experience coaching in the NHL. That is that is weird. So, yeah. what are you doing? I, I, 
That's what I don't understand. I don't get that. I don't get that at all. All of all the teams in the league and the performance so far this year, 22, 23, 24 games into a, se- a very young season, mm-hmm. Gallant was not even on my list of coaches to that was potentially going to get axed. No. No, he didn't he didn't seem like he, his job seemed safe. I I uh it's strange to see a GM take over. I mean, he is taking over as an interim coach, but it's strange to see the GM take over as an interim coach uh, with, with if he doesn't have experience. Like, we used to see Bob Pulford do this in Chicago with the Blackhawks all the time, where whatever coach it was would get fired, and then Bob Pulford would be coach again, and then, they, and then they'd hire someone else, and then... And then he'd get fired, and then Bob Pulford would yeah, always step I mean, back in. You know, it's just I'm kind of used to that, but it's not unprecedented. I mean, it's happened before, right? Um, but here's a guy that's got zero coaching experience, and Gallant was a popular coach. Mm-hmm. His core players liked him as a coach. Mm-hmm. How are they going to react to the new guy? Yeah, well, when they when they hire when they hire a new coach, uh, we'll, we'll find out. I mean, I'd, how are they even going to react to the GM being behind? They're the just going to shut up and do what like, they're told. What experience you have? Well, and, and that's exactly because that's the guy the that company. can trade you. So that's the guy I don't want to well, piss off. Yeah, so you're talking. Let's shake things up and fire our coach so we can get back into this and get back in a playoff spot. You're fifth place in the division, and it's only November. You're not that far off, right? You know, you win a turn. You know, you, you turn your power play around a little bit. You turn your penalty kill around a little bit. You play better on special teams. You got a couple more wins. You're going to be back up there. Mm-hmm. And so I don't. This is insane. And then not only that, here's a guy, a guy that everybody loves, or supposedly loves. They lose the game, and they turn around, the game's over, and they say, all right, pack your bags, you're gone. Oh, wait, we already packed your bags for you. They're out on the curb. Go hail your own cab and get the hell out of here. (laughs) I mean, that's basically what happened. Wow. The press was there. The cameras were out there. They were rolling. And here's Gallant out on the curb, outside, with all of his suitcases, hailing his own cab to leave. Meanwhile, the team's bored and playing to go to Chicago since they play tomorrow. That is too funny. I mean, I mean, what's going on now? Oh, of course, in in uh, that's also Tom Rose defense, pretty crappy. He went on well in Tom Rose defense. He went on Florida's uh, radio station and said that Galan will get reimbursed for that cab ride. So, oh, that's I don't nice. Know if he was saying that to jest or if he was just trying to make a joke or oh, or you know, was, but, but this is the this is the NF, uh, NHL. So, I mean, think. I mean, look. If it's an AHL cab ride, this is the uh, NHL. You get them a get them an Uber, but not, not or a Lyft, or a Lyft, or what's the other one? Uber. I mean, there's there's a bunch of different ones. I don't know if those are the only take, two I take know. Take the guy. Take the guy. So this whole way they handle the whole thing is just. I don't know, I'm nobody. I'm not even a Panthers fan. I felt bad for the guy. I mean, to to get tossed like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you almost won the Coach of the Year award. You were the runner-up for Coach of the Year. You had more wins than this franchise has ever had and took the team to the, the playoff when people said at the, at the All-Star break that they were done. 
and you're fired. 22 games into a new season, and you're not, you don't even have a losing record. That's why I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like the, the comment I made earlier, Doug McLean, for if anybody doesn't know, if, if you don't follow him on Twitter, he went off on the floor and he basically singled out executives in the Florida office and, and was targeting them and asking people what their Twitter handles were so he could try to flame them. And there was a, some exchange going back and forth of pleasantry between, I forget who the person was. It was like director of operations or somebody there. But, uh, I mean, look, it's not going fault, period. It's not his fault. You dismantled your two two of your better defensemen you got rid of to bring in guy, defenders that aren't stay-at-home type defensemen, aren't big guys, but can puck handle and add to your offense. And that's what their job was. Problem was, Yandel had an injury. Demir's had an injury. Yager's had an injury. Jokinen's had knee injury. Huberto's out for God knows how long with that Achilles injury he had. Mm-hmm. Bugstad had the broken hand. He's only played three games all season. I mean, he's finally coming back. He'll be in the game tomorrow against Chicago. Petrovic just had ankle surgery like yesterday or the day before. I mean, here's all your top scoring guys that have missed tons and tons of time. Uh, injuries. I mean, you get the injury bug, it's bad. You know, when a locker room gets the flu and guys start going down left and right, it seems like that, that's been their flu. It's mm-hmm. been all of these injuries, knee injuries, ankle injuries, Achilles injuries, hand injuries, upper body, lower body. I mean, it's, it's been one thing after another, taking guys out of lineups. I don't know. I don't. You know, and I, you can't pin this on Gallant. You can't. You know, and I just wanted to say because that actually, when you when you mentioned the cab get hailing his own cab, uh, I'm um, reminded of uh, well, again before my time, but just a great story when the Blackhawks fired uh, their head coach Billy Ray uh, in the seventies. Uh, they slid a note under his office door. <laughs> that's how they fired him. That's that, that's. It's almost as bad as the guy that gets fired and he only finds out he's fired because there was a group message that went around in work and he wasn't included on it. You brought up uh, you brought up the Islanders goaltenders earlier and they are uh, I think the only team this season that's currently carrying three goaltenders if I remember correctly. Well, of course because their GM is Garth Snow and he's a goaltender. Oh so that's right. You know, that actually makes complete sense now that if your GM is a goaltender... No, but, no it doesn't. But no, it actually, it does. Well, then again, Ron Hextall's also a goaltender, and, and uh, Ken Holland, I believe he was a goaltender also, and Garth Snow, goaltender. Yeah, that, that actually makes sense, because then you got three goalies making at least the NHL minimum. I guess that's better. I mean, would you rather be the third-string goalie making... I think the minimum is... Uh, I want to say it's like six hundred thousand. Is it five hundred seventy-five? No, it's gone up. It might be six hundred twenty-five thousand. Let's just say six hundred thousand. Would you rather make fifty thousand in the AHL or six hundred thousand in the uh, NHL? But you're a third-string goalie. Um, you always want to be in the big show. Yep. So. Yep. Even if you only made fifty thousand, being in the big show, I think you would still take it. Well, yeah, but I mean, if. You know, if, if it was like, well, be a, a third string here or a first string there, then yeah, you'd want to be a first string. But if it's down at the AHL level, so basically, uh, what we're getting to is that uh, this uh, hockey blog that I, I started reading called Lighthouse Hockey. They've been good to me. They've linked to some of my stuff in, in the past, which I appreciate. Uh, 
they're making a push to get the uh, the New York Islanders third string goaltender JF uh, Barube in the All Star game. So the NHL, which could stand for the No Humor League, to go along with the NFL, which is the No Fun League. Uh, so the No Humor League doesn't want another John Scott. So they're making all these rules, you know, to, to, to keep the fans from doing something like that. However, Barubi makes an interesting loophole. So let me, let me just walk you through these, and I, I'm not sure if I'm remembering all of them. The first thing is the player has to be on an NHL roster as of November 1. Well, Correct. he was on a NHL roster since opening night. So, yes, so he is on the roster. Okay, that's the first rule. The second rule is that he cannot be demoted to the minors anytime between now and the All-Star break or whatever, or a week before, I don't know, somewhere thereabouts. Now, uh, Unless it's for a conditioning stint. Except for a conditioning stint, right. Now, here's the deal. He is, uh, Barubi is not, um, he cannot be sent down to the minors because he'd have to clear waivers. Which means another team could take him, but I mean, they obviously want him around enough that they're keeping him up on the roster, right? So you only put a guy on waivers if you want to get rid of him. Like a Sergei Samsonov, like when the Blackhawks got rid of him many years ago, I remember that. Yeah, I mean that's that's a safe bet, or you're insane and you just want three gold. Right, which is yeah, that's pretty crazy. But all right, so he's got to be he's got to be on the team, which he is. He's uh, can't be demoted, which he is not going to be demoted. Um, and let me see, there was one other thing, and let me see if I can um, remember what it was. I just had it here. Uh, my bad for not having it pulled up. Ah, here we go. Let's see. Uh, okay. He has to... Oh, and with that, without regard to position. So, any position. So, fans can vote for him. Regardless of what position he's in, he's on a roster, and he won't be demoted. So... There you go. But I think the other thing is, even if they are demoted, they got to be back on the team. Like if they get demoted after November first, they have to be back on the NHL roster before January first or January or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> even in that, even in that case, he's still one of those ones that. So. I don't know. I don't. Know. Where where's the All Star game this year? Uh, Los Angeles, I think. It's in Los Angeles. See, I don't. I don't know that you can get enough fan base to to vote for him. You think? You think it could happen? They got enough to vote for John Scott. Yeah, maybe. More people voted for John Scott oh. than Patrick Kane, and Patrick Kane led the league in scoring. So figure that one out. Well, and we know what that was. I mean, that wasn't... <laughs> Obviously, they weren't voting for John Scott because John Scott was lighting up the league. Right. By any means. Well, neither is the... You know, they were voting for him because they could. 
Neither is a third string I mean, goaltender. That's the whole point of getting him in there. Well, and that's exactly it. How does that work as a goaltender? So most most all star teams have what three, three goaltenders. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think what they did last year. I want to say they had uh, two goaltenders. I think it was uh, nine skaters, two goalies last season because they did that three on three, and they did the 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 the, the two games or you know the. Or, or no, wait, they they did, uh, was it, did they play halves? I don't even remember. Go figure, right? I don't even remember the All-Star rules from a year ago. All I know is that I enjoyed the All-Star game last year. But, um, okay, so let's say two goaltenders and nine skaters, same as last year. Okay. So whether you have two goaltenders, three goaltenders, that's besides the point. No, the it was two because... The most votes yeah. is picked as the captain, correct? Right. That's what it was before. Right. And John Scott got the most votes, so he was picked as captain of the team. If Berube got the most votes, could he actually become the captain? Because goalies can't be captains. Eh, I think with the all-star rules, nobody cares. You think? Yeah, I, th- I don't think it matters. Because one of those rules, I believe one, is if the player receiving the most votes is deemed ineligible, then... The second most vote becomes the team captain. Yes. So I think, I don't know, does that encompass that as being a goalie getting the most votes and not being able to be captain? Is that? I don't know. We'll find out on December 1st when uh, voting starts. Well, so in essence, it would cease to be a John Scott incident, and it would be its own incident of Jasper. Which would be awesome. So, so now that we have the John Scott rule in place... Next year, they will have to have the Jans Berube play. Hey, hey, he'll be known for something. Um, I, so he'll get his name in the record book. Well, it's not really a record book thing. The history books, maybe. History books, yes. But I, I think what's what would be... Something that was said... I want to say it was said by um, Kevin Weeks. I think he suggested a couple years ago that they make the goalies the captains of the all-star team. Because, remember, like, they would do, like, the fantasy drafts, and, and that didn't really work out for a while. And just how goalies just, like, they, they get no... They only did that, like, once or twice. Right. I liked the fantasy thing. I thought that was cool, where guys got to pick their own teams. It was... But then they went away really faster than it was there. Eh, I don't know if it was, if it was that great, but I, I think... What would be interesting is you make the goalies the team captains, and then you let them pick the team that they want. Like, actually, that would be really cool. Like, and actually, if that was, like, the criteria where, like, instead of, like, having a fantasy draft where, like, okay, you have these three goalies, three teams, three teams get drafted on TV, if you say, okay, Roberto Luongo, you're a team captain, and, um, you know, uh... Corey Crawford Carey and Carey Price and, um, I don't know, pick someone else. Peter Budai. Yeah, quick. You know, he's no. hurt. So you pick Peter Budai. Well, Budai's been doing all right. But anyway, so you have your four goalies, and then you, you have them say, now pick the guys that you want to play in front of you for the All-Star game. Like, not... Will they have a list of no. players they can pick no. from, or they can pick anybody? They could pick anybody. Because if you think about it, it ceases to be an all-star game. Goalies get how, how is it not an all-star game? Goalies get shelled during because all-star games. Goalies, they get bombarded. May, I agree. 
but you might have goalies that are like, you know what? I'm going to pick, you know, defenseman X and defenseman Y to be in front of me, and they are by no means going to be considered all stars, but they're the kind of guys that lay down their body and be basically a secondary goaltender. Yeah, but they also, but you also have to score goals to win. Yes, but how many how many times do you watch an All Star game where they play defense? None. They never. never do. Right. So what I'm and so the so goalies now you get put a no help. Player in charge. No, you put the goalies in charge, and you say pick the guy, pick the, pick your nine skaters for your team. I could buy into that as long as it was a predetermined list of players. It wasn't some an infinite list of players that was available to choose from. I think I could buy into that if there was like a, you know, the top, oh, the top fifty players in the league were already were already listed on a listed on a sheet and ranked in order, and you could pick from that list. I don't see because then you're still going to end up with the same people. It's just going to be, you know, it's it's still going to be the same thing. Then there's no difference in doing a fantasy draft where you know. You, but it's a our game. You want to see the stars. You're still going to yeah, see the little, stars. Little cutesy things. Really, John Scott. I liked having him there. It was fun to watch. Guy scored two goals. But what do I remember from that All Star game? Is all of that. That's what I remember. John Scott got picked. John Scott played. John Scott was the captain. John Scott scored two goals. John Scott was the MVP. Yep, got the big check. I mean, that, that's all I remember. I don't remember anything else because that was the focus. Okay. Why is this guy here? Who is this guy? Nobody knows who he is. At least if you had players that were already considered stars, it would make sense it's all-star. I don't want to see, you know, as much as I like him, I don't think Tommy Kunakle should be in an all-star game. He probably wouldn't. Yeah, but, you know, some goalie might like him for some reason, or they might be best friends, and so he picks them. And that's okay, too. Not saying that that would happen, but it could. Okay, but if I was in so like the central, if I was like in the central division, and I was the goaltender, and now again, I'm not a pro goaltender, and I don't see these guys every day. But like, if I was, if I was like Corey Crawford or whatever, the 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 goalie for the central division team, you know, I would probably say, yeah, I want Duncan Keith in front of me. Yeah, I want PK Subban in front of me. I mean, I think the choices would still be pretty logical, but then maybe I'd have a couple of defensive defensemen in my lineup too, and that's really okay. You know, maybe someone like a Nicholas uh, Yalmerson. Yalmerson blocks a lot of shots. Why is he not in an all-star game? Shot blocking is a statistic that's measured. It is. Right. So how is he not? I mean, I guess that's the thing. I mean, this goes back to when Mike Milbury picked Chris Nyland to be in the All-Star game in 91. And he said, hey, fighting's a part of the game. Nyland is like one of the best fighters. There you go. See, again, I I can't get past the all Look, remember Rory Fitzpatrick? Mm Mm-hmm. Vote Rory. Yeah, I remember. Most people, most people don't, and the people that do remember him as being, or for one one specific thing, and that was he was the first John Scott per se that ended up getting pushed through because 
of the way the rules were set up and allowing every schlub in North America to vote for whoever the hell they wanted to. Yeah, the online voting. So he was that first guy. I mean, yeah, I mean, he fell, like, what was it, like 20,000 votes shy of, like, Nick Lindstrom, who... Well, here's the funny thing about... Four Norris trophies and three Stanley Cups. Well, here's the funny thing about Roy Fitzpatrick. Zemgis Gergensens. That was the other one. Zemgis Gergens. So what? So? Gergen... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Zemgis Gergensens. That was the other one. He was by no means an all-star caliber player. Yet, here he is. Mixed in the all-star voting because people are trying to be funny and break the system. What's funny about the Rory Fitzpatrick thing, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but the NHL, okay, so you said uh, he fell short by 20,000 votes, right? But Of second place. He was like the third highest. Right, but, you know, there's been some, there's been some, uh, I don't want to call it a conspiracy, but there's been some speculation that the NHL just like literally throughout the two thousand or twenty thousand votes or whatever, and the proof of that is is that somebody sat down and they added up all the votes that everybody got. So you know how you vote for six starters in one conference, you vote for six starters in the other conference, right? Mm-hmm. So when you cast a ballot, you couldn't just vote for one player; you had to vote. You had to fill in for all twelve, right? So far, so good, right? So yeah. All, if you took everybody's, if you took all the total votes for everybody who got even one vote, and you, it would be divisible by 12. Well, the math was off, because it just basically looked like they took his votes and subtracted 20,000 and said, oh, he didn't win, but there wasn't enough, but it just, the math wasn't right. But... You get the bigger picture of what that that whole thing was about, though. Here's a system that they put loopholes in it. Let's break the system so they do something to fix it. So they did. They people don't break don't break they don't break it so that they fix it. They break it because it's fun, because it's funny. Okay, you. Tomato, tomato. We can call it whatever we want. No, because you could say, oh, well, I... The system was broken. They exploited it. They fixed the system. It got broken again. They fixed it again. It got broken again. So now here we are, you know, four fixes later. Are we going to see the same thing again? That's why I said, you know, each time, now there's John Scott rules. Now we might have to have Barube rules because they're going to break it again. Look, everybody wants to see the All-Star game. Everybody has their own idea of who wants to be in it and players that want to be in it. But let's be honest, it's an All-Star game. I don't want to see garbage players in there. I don't. I, I don't. That's just me. I mean, you can view it however you want. I'm not going to do that. All right. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> yeah. Can't really top that then. Um, so I, I guess we're just going to end it here. Great. I just broke the podcast. You broke the podcast. We can't go anywhere. You were the showstopper. You're like, I don't want a garbage all-star game. And it's like, well, okay. Thanks for listening. For more hockey goodness, follow us on Twitter at PuckJunk.